right, welcome back to another edition of Truth Be Told. Today I'm talking to Robbie Robertson of the band, one of the most prolific and enduring groups in the history of rock music, touching on some of the highs and lows of the band's history. Hello, Sugar Ray. (laughs) Robbie, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. Hey, man, I just want to say real quick, thanks for taking the time. Well, it's my pleasure. Sugar Ray here, graced with the presence of singer-songwriter, film composer, producer, author, and so much more, Robbie Robertson. Robbie, I read that you're working on volume two of your autobiography. How's that coming along? Um, I, it's coming along. Now, you know, when I wrote Testimony, um, I didn't realize that it was going to be one of the hardest things I've ever, ever done in my life. First of all, you have to use a memory muscle that you a lot of times just leave in the past. And I had to awaken that thing to a degree, and now I'm doing that again. And I'm fortunate to have a pretty pretty sharp memory. But, oh boy, does this put you to the test. And in writing testimony... Uh, there was no ghost writers or nobody else involved. I wrote every word of it. And now I'm, you know, so proud that they've made a film based on testimony uh, called Once We're Brothers. And so anyway, it was well worth it. And I hope that volume two turns out as good. I'm assuming Volume 2 will take place right after The Last Waltz, picking up where Testimony left off? Yes, it does. Okay. And yeah, Once We're Brothers, obviously available on several streaming outlets right now and available on DVD and Blu-ray on May 26th. I actually just watched this last night, and I gotta say, man, it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, it turned out um, so much more than I thought. Um, it would be and one of the key things to me that the filmmaker Daniel Rohr young guy he was 24 years old um, when I asked him to direct this film and I could just feel something from this guy that I thought you can't buy this kind of dedication you cannot find somebody that's going to go deeper and work harder than this guy. And, you know, we'll build a team here, you know, to not leave him out in the cold or nothing. But he went to a place and, and, and zeroed in on the brotherhood of this group called the band in a way that is so emotional and so powerful. I didn't know that that was the direction he was going in and I was really grateful that he did because it was it was extremely moving to me you know and I was part of the story so the reaction now that it's available on Apple and Amazon and Voodoo the reaction that I've been getting to that part of it that you usually from a rock and roll documentary You don't usually come out of that with your heart and, you know, just feeling that that move, that touch. So I think that that was brilliant on his part. 
I couldn't agree more. Uh, the highs and lows, you know. Uh, one minute I was I was excited and you know watching you guys, and and then the next minute it it was it was a bit heartbreaking. Absolutely. So uh, I'm assuming there again that uh, as you said earlier that this documentary was intended to give a visual to what you wrote in testimony. Yes. Um, it was completely inspired by the book. If it hadn't been the book, it wouldn't have existed. And, you know, and that's the reason, too, that it's, it's really my telling of the story. And because three of my brothers are no longer with us, um, it, it, I felt like it was my responsibility as well to tell the story. A lot of it that people didn't know about and and the depth in the experience that I had in this brotherhood and with these guys you couldn't make this stuff up it is just such an extraordinary story you know and that's what I got from from watching the film is is just the the genuineness from it so yeah I I agree you, you kind of can't make that stuff up I felt the brotherhood that that was the band so um i want to touch on some other things here uh speaking of releases you just released the 50th anniversary of the edition of your second self-titled album back in november and you included the live at woodstock set now real real quick can you give us one of your fondest memories of being at woodstock well it was it was really a, a musical twilight zone because when we arrived there, it was like arriving on a different planet. And everybody was just, they couldn't believe what was going on. I mean, the people that put this thing together, they didn't know that a half a million people were going to come. And they didn't realize that this was going to be a unification of a generation. They had, you know, because when they announced the Woodstock Festival, it was put together in the name of peace and 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 unity and love and music, and that's what it was. And you went and, and you, you you couldn't believe how all of these people together having this great a time and being there in the name of music and togetherness. So that was just an extraordinary feeling. And then when we went out and played in front of this crowd, they wanted to go crazy. They wanted to just rock out. And they'd been out there in the mud, and, you know, getting loaded and having the best time of their life. And they wanted to go crazy. And when we went out and played it, our music, it was almost equivalent to somebody coming out and playing hymns. <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody zoned in on this mood. And it carried out over that crowd. And people completely went to this much more of a spiritual place. We played, we finished, 
and then everybody went back to wanting to rock out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, man. We're talking to a true goat himself, Robbie Robertson. Uh, Robbie, thanks again for taking the time. Uh, I want to talk about another recent release, uh, which was your new album. I, I I say new, however, it was released back in September. Cinematic, which is, I got to say, a killer album, by the way. Uh, where did you thank get the. You. No, no, thank you uh, for the music. Uh, where did you get the inspiration for this album? You know, all of this stuff was happening. The, they were making the documentary Once We're Brothers. I wrote a song called Once We're Brothers. That's how. Why. The, the, the documentary is called that. I was working on the music for Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. There's music on the album that's in The Irishman. All of these things, I was visiting the past in a way, and I was telling stories that happened a long time ago, and I was putting them in a new musical context. So stirring all of these things together, the documentary, the movie, uh, you know, all the storytelling of going back and reliving this part of the, being part of this brotherhood with the guys and everything, all of that contributed to this album. And I had just one of the best times I've ever had musically making this record. I'm so thankful, and, and when I say I went back to the Brotherhood, it's because I was putting together the 50th anniversary of the band album. So the way all these things connected and inspired one another, I've never had that experience before, and now that this film, Once We're Brothers, is out there, um, and everything, it kind of ties these things together for me. So it's a great time. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, it, again, it's such a great album, and I know you got to go. So to wrap things up, um, kind of got a three-part question here. Um, something else that's recent, but also written over 50 years ago, The Weight. Uh, and playing for change. The last time I checked, it had 8.5 million views. How does that make you feel after all these years? Uh, how do you think the others would feel about it? And what do you? How do you feel about the coronavirus and the pandemic that's going on right now? Well, it's coincidental that this performance of the weight that that. Ringo and me are playing with people all around the world. People in India, Japan, phenomenal musicians, people from all over the country. Talk about self-distancing. And a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine have called me and said, oh my God, this is the ultimate message for self-distancing. And it turned out, my son Sebastian uh, was behind putting this together. And my God, did they do a beautiful job. And it's out there, and the reaction to it is, it's a phenomenon. So anyway, it's kind of a special feeling that things that you did many, many years ago is circulating out in the world like it just was invented last week. Um, it's, it's quite exciting, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud.
As you should be, man. That is it is an amazing thing. Uh, one final question, and then I'll let you go. Uh, what do you think your biggest musical achievement has been over all these years? Well, I'm working on that right now, Sugar Ray. Um, I'm 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 working on some things right now that feel to me like it's all been leading up to this. So when that comes out, we're going to have to talk again, and you tell me whether you think that I, I lived up to my promise. Oh, that you know that's amazing. I would love to talk to you again. I, and I definitely All will. Right. Well, this has been just fun and great speaking with you, and, and I want you to take good care of yourself. Thank you, Robbie. You do as well. Stay safe, man, and thank you again for all your time. All right. Blessings. Blessings.